Lift up your Bibles and repeat this after me. Lord, influence me this morning. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you will continue to speak to us, that you never let us down. And the same story from Mariaka, that you never let us down. And today a story of victory, that we want to continue to meditate from your word, Father. That you help us to really live a lifestyle of overcomers. Though we go through challenges in life, but you will continue to strengthen us to live a life of victory, Father. And all God's people say in Jesus' name, Amen. So this morning, I have a very uh, familiar topic, but I believe uh, it's one of the topic very essential for all of us, not just one particular time, but as a lifestyle. So if I just show the topic, you will immediately know what I'm going to say. But if you ask anyone what Christianity represents, this is the only word. But then every Saturday, I just go to my room, I started praying, and the Lord said, the one that you just wrote down, it's not for now, but I want you to share this. And I said, Lord, this, everyone knows this, you know. I said, no, I think it's needed now. And so we're going to revisit one of those topics uh, that, uh, that's been uh, a key for who we are in Christ. It's a simple topic. Uh, it's called letting it go. And it's one of those things that we find it hard in life to let it go because we have even a song now, let it go. I'm not going to sing that, but anyway, but that was in a different context. But if you look at it, it's, it's really challenging because we are impeccably imperfect, right? Turn to the person next to you and say, you are impeccably imperfect, now put your hand on your heart and you say, I am impeccably imperfect. Well, when you say you are, it's very louder. When you say I am, it's very... Okay, let's practice again. Say, look at the person next to you and say, you are impeccably imperfect. Now put your hand on your heart. I am impeccably imperfect. Hold the person next to you. Hand the person's hand. Okay, if, if the person is single, squeeze them. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you say, we are impeccably imperfect. What does that mean? We mess around. We fall. We make mistakes. And we don't live in a perfect world because that doesn't exist. And if you are in a bubble that I'm going to marry one perfect girl, perfect guy, if that's your dream, I pop the balloon right now. It's never going to work out. So, I have a couple of examples we're going to start with. And it's basically, you, when I show the picture, you already know who that guy is, Martin Luther King Jr. And then he said something like this, I have decided to stick with love because hate is too great a burden to bear. And if you look at this guy, he was the one in 1968. He stood up and he said, I have a dream my people will enter. And 40 years down the road, the first black president was Obama. I may not agree with this policy, but that was exactly what America went through. And uh, there's another hero. I lived in this country for almost five, six years uh, as a missionary. And uh, they call him Madiba. And he, he said this, I cannot forget, but I can forgive. How many of you can relate to that? I cannot forget, but I can forgive. 
Uh, well, the second part we are still working on it, but he already got it, I guess. But he said this again. This was as he got out. He was in prison for, I'm not sure, 28 years. 28 years he was in prison. And as he walked out, he said this. As I walked out of the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison. Let me tell you this softly as I can. There are more people incarcerated outside the prison than people who are incarcerated inside the prison. Can I say this again? The more people that are incarcerated outside the walls of prison than those ones are inside. So what does that mean? I just want to, this morning, bring back the subject again. How can we let go of the pain that caused by others or caused by our own stupidity or caused by circumstances around us? And how can we live a lifestyle of forgiveness? So the first thing is, I just wanted to read these four statements. We're going to go one by one, but if you, you look at it and you say if this is true or false, okay? So number one, okay, don't forgive until... The person asks for it. False. Okay. Who says true? We will have some ministry time later, but we'll work on that later. Okay. Uh, And number two statement. Okay. When you forgive, it includes minimizing the pain or punishment. False. Okay. Number three. As soon as you forgive, you have to start trusting and reuniting with the relationships. I don't know, brother. (laughs) Okay, and the fourth one, we'll come back to that. True forgiveness means you have forgotten what they did to you. That's a ridiculous lie. All the four are false. Okay, it's very easy. All the four are false, but the religion teaches you in a simpler way that says, if you have truly forgiven, everything will disappear. It's, that's, that's nonsense. It will never happen. You know, so what I wrote down here, we'll just roll out and... Prayer that Jesus taught. Everybody knows that, right? And it's so funny, but Jesus never said, repeat this prayer. Jesus said, practice this prayer. And we kind of put a tune to it and we kind of say, um, you know, I mean, I'm not speaking in tongues, but that's how it says in Tamil, you know. But this is what it says in Matthew 6, 9 to 14. So we're going to go through this quickly because we are not getting into the subject yet. So five things Jesus taught here in the prayer. The first one, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name or your name be kept holy. I'm talking from New Living Translation, so it might look a little bit contemporary. What does it mean? God says every day your life is about praising him. If you got up and you say, Lord, I'm here to praise you. Amen? So put your hands up there and 10 seconds thank the Lord for what the good things he has done in your life. Just praise him in your own language. You can say, Filan Tankan in Germany or Danyavad Prabhuji in Hindi or Nandri Yesuve in Tamil, however it is. Just 10 seconds. Thank you, Father. My life is to praise you, worship you. Thank you, Father. That's the first thing he said. Second one. Okay. When you... F- Okay, second one, uh, let me get here. Uh, It says, may your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does it talk about? It talks about purpose. You and me have a purpose in life. We are not just random science but matter or your mama came together with your daddy and then had a honeymoon and then you are the product of kuch kuch hota hai. No, no, no. It was a divine moment. 
you are not randomly picked it's hand picked by god and that's why you have a purpose and what is that purpose the more you connect with the creator you find out your purpose and everyone has a purpose inside it's a matter of finding it out in the in it's it's a matter of journey with the lord that helps you to find out what's your purpose when you don't know who you are in christ you kind of copy everybody and that's what i was doing i was trying to be like my brother who is a very good singer worship leader and when i try to sing uh, the people leave the donkeys come inside and then that's where the wake up call came you know i just felt like this is my time to find out what's my purpose so when i connected and i got plugged in to to the creator i found out my purpose is to encourage people so i started building up my purpose and that's where i am right now so your purpose maybe it's a slim chances you don't really clearly see it but maybe you know it but the more you are plugged into the creator you find your purpose the third thing god says give me or give us today the food we need how many of you need the food yes and how many of you need a good food just dal and rice doesn't cut it right okay so that's called provision we need provision not just you know not just to live but to be a blessing to others and i believe papa's house will not just be blessed but will be a blessing i've been saying this over and over for so the last 5 months that we will send out from india missionaries to the first world nations amen fully loaded not go there send a newsletter amma you know in tamil nadu those amma thaye is uh, very common anyway but number 4 and forgive our sins as we forgiven those who sin against us what that talks about it talks about pardon so all starts in p so it's easy to remember in papa's house okay so as forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us that means it's so important that the moment we release the pain and everything we see the presence of god comes and fills in us and we will come back to that verse later part and the last but not the least god says don't let us not yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one which means protection we all need the divine protection so these five things jesus kind of said you know what praise me i am your i am everything when you are connected with me you will find your purpose when you find your purpose you will find your provision that's why vision always sustained by provision where there is no vision no provision god does not give money to people who say i don't know daddy what to do no if you have something the provision comes and then that's leads us to relationships and the more we get closer with relationship we mess around we ask god to forgive we ask people to forgive and god forgives us and the last but not the least we need the sovereign hand of the lord that was the prayer of ezekiel he said lord let your hand be upon me and without the hand of the lord there will be no matter you can get the best insurance policy you can have the best whatever the lord's hand is our protector so now the question is what happens when you don't forgive what happens when you don't forgive forgiveness of course is an act of love forgiveness is a choice we know that forgiveness is not a feeling forgiveness is not something that you kind of only when you feel it you give it no it's it's feeling catches up with the forgiveness but what happens i want to give you some pros and cons what happens when you don't let it go the first one it prevents god to forgive you it's very clear 
it's very clear after this prayer jesus taught 14 and 15 if you read in matthew chapter 6 it goes like this it says if you forgive those sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you but if you refuse everybody say refuse let's say again refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive your sins it's very clear that god has asked us to to let go of the pain why because he paid it on the cross he paid everything of your past present and future but look at our movies look at our hollywood bollywood tollywood mollywood all the woods you take together look at one core message of that it talks about this revenge a poor hero fallen salaus with the most richest girl in the town and the richest girl's father will come and kill poor hero's only mother every hero has only only mother we know that but in that movie it's the only mother and then he kind of takes the bullet goes through the concrete falls kills everybody and then dance in switzerland 365 days that movie runs and we call it mega hit okay i added some spice to it but you know what i'm trying to say this is how it, the world celebrates revenge kingdom says let it go kingdom says it is time for us to realize that's why my mentor says what we deserve here on earth is hell it is the mercy of god that brought you, you and me alive that's true maybe it's it's you don't see that way that's how i see i i lived a very messy life i was born in a christian family i lived a very messy life i remember i'm going to share one story in the beginning and one story of mine in the last so this is my first story i want to share is i lived a very religious life and my dad believed in spanking i don't know whether you grew up with that but he spanked me until when i was 18 years old and i was 18 he spanked i snapped back at him i hit him back he started bleeding he complained to the police i was thrown into the jail that's that was my case i was not in jonas you know the the fish belly but i was in a jail for 3 days and me and my dad for 3 and a half years never said a word why because i thought my dad was a cruel monster though he is a christian guy pentecostal but he he raised us up in a military style so i didn't like that fact so i grew up hating my father and you know what that time i was a christian i went to church in fact if i have to be honest with you when i pioneered my first church i was not talking to my dad i am not sharing this as a sign of like oh, i did this no i'm sharing this you could still be in the center of god's people but still carry the spirit of vengeance with you and i was doing everything and one day the holy spirit said everything is a big fat zero charles if you don't go and ask your daddy forgiveness so that time he was living in chennai and i we were living in another city our family was separated it was a mess i still remember going there it's a sign in indian language you fall at their feet and ask forgiveness and i remember going at the feet and said daddy daiva sedana mannichirunga i said please would you please forgive me and i see him you know not even a second he was withholding he just grabbed me and hugged me and from that time the reconciliation started 
i can say this honestly the last 10 years of my life with my dad was one of the best he became my buddy best friends he traveled with us to spain to see me and my wife get married was one of the beautiful things happen but i tell you when i grew up i never had that kind of relationship it was tough i liked my mom i hated my dad because of his way of upbringing and he would always have this uh, you know the tamil they call it satay uh, a cane that cane will be on the wall and he will give you give three looks or three one two three and the third time i still mess out that cane is like a gurka i guess he cannot take out that cane and put it back without spanking and sometimes that spanking just not just sake of spanking it has to leave a mark on my body that's how it was and so i kind of put up with that but when i was 18 i snapped because you know it's just some rebelliousness came out of you and and i really realized right now looking back at it there is nothing wrong in disciplining your children but when you discipline your children out of anger which something i'm learning with my own son you miss the whole point and god help me to restore but i want to challenge you i don't know how is your relationship with your parents the moment you restore and reconcile with your daddy and mummy god's supernatural blessings falls on you you can never hate your parents and still do your ministry it will never going to work out so that's that's why you know what happens when you don't forgive number 2 i have a couple of more points what happens when you don't forgive you can't enjoy the presence of god what is the presence of god sometimes the worship leaders they will say church are you ready to enter the presence of god my question was where were you before were you in the devil's presence what is presence of god presence of god is love joy peace in the holy ghost in other words matthew 5:24 says leave your sacrifice there at the altar go and be reconciled to that person then come offer your sacrifice to god if you read this chapter matthew 5 the whole context says it's not about you have something against it says if your brother has something against leave it don't sacrifice it leave it there go So what does that mean? I can come into the house of God. I can lift my hands, do all the gymnastics, say kumbaya, do all the rounding, rounding, rounding. But then I know someone in the office that I might have unintentionally or intentionally offended. That person took offense, but I am here lifting up my hands. The Bible says that sacrifice is not valid. If you want to play a hero, you got to humble down in the kingdom. God doesn't is not saying that you can't come up in life he desires us to rise up but the way to rise up is to go down that's why here it's it says here you know you can't enjoy the presence of god what is the presence of god it's deep down in your heart you know the peace of god and by the way peace is not the absence of trouble peace is the presence of god in the midst of your trouble you may go through so much challenges but deep down in your heart you know there is a peace in you God says yes i'm sustaining you that's what we need amen number 3 i think three points i have what happens when we don't forgive you block the plan of god in your life by the way let me tell you enemy has a plan you have a plan and god has a plan they all have plans god's plan is to prosper you give you future and hope enemy plans is to steal kill and destroy your plan is dumb and more dumber 
Sorry. So, these are the three things. And that's why in Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I have given before you life and death. You choose. Okay. If we have a buffet, we are not going to have a buffet. If we have a buffet and you have everything, the starters, the fish fingers, and the chicken 65, and then the first course meal, the chitinat chicken, the Hyderabad biryani, naan, wipe your mouth a little bit. But, you know, and then it comes here, the noodles, and then everything. On the other side, you have curd rice and lemon pickle. The Bible says, I have kept before you, I'm not saying curd rice is death, but I'm, you get my point. Which one you will choose? Which one you will choose? This is also 500 rupees per person. Curd rice and lemon pickle is also 500 rupees per person. Which one you will choose? You will choose buffet. The one honest person. I am so proud of you. Who else will choose that? Yes. Why? Because there's so much abundance. That's exactly what the Lord says. You know what? I have kept for you. Life and death. When you choose life, you're going to reign with me. But when you block the plan of God in your life, Jeremiah 29, 11, it's a very common scripture. We see this. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans for good are not for disaster. Plans to give you future and hope. Put your hands up there and say, God... Your plan is never a disaster. Even when I am in a disaster, your plan will always give me a future and hope. This is what God says about you. Even in the midst of disaster, Christ is great enough to rescue us. And when you, when you don't flow in the spirit, which in other words, when you don't let it go, what happens? You became stagnant. That's what, you know, there is a difference between a fish from the river and the fish from a pond. It tastes different. You know? Why? Because the fish from the pond is very muddy. It, it eats and it poops and it eats and it, it's a recycle. Sorry, I can't go more explicit than that. But, but if the fish from the river, you know, it will let it go and then it will go somewhere and eat. That's why the fresh salmon, the sea salmon is the most expensive. And you can, now they are kind of messing around with the salmon. They, they are producing it artificially. And those salmon looks artificially pink, but they have a lot of mercury content on it. It's not even good for you. So that's, that's how it is. The more you are stagnant in one place, you're, you're adding poison into it. Just like Joyce Mayer said, it's like you drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. That's called unforgiveness. You take the poison. Boop, opa. And then you're waiting. Is he going to die? No, he's walking. He's dancing. And then you are deteriorating. That's exactly what happens. So when you choose the plan of God in your life, in other words, the Hebrew translation, actually it's not even plan. It says thoughts. That means when you get up in the morning, when you still have your weapon of mass destruction in your mouth, and you say, good morning, God is still delighted. And he's like, I have thoughts for you. I'm so glad you woke up. Today, let's co-create together. Let's reason together. Let's bring our my agenda, my kingdom on your place so that this place will look at you and say, wow, how did you do this? How can you live this life in the midst of chaos? That's exactly what Jeremiah 29 says. 
If you look at the entire chapter, it talks about people who left the promised land. They were under the captivity. They were in a mess. They were broken. The Lord says, you know what? I want to restore you. Maybe your life may be like that. Your broken relationship, messed up past, things didn't go well, things what you expect didn't happen. But God says, I am still thinking about you. I want to restore you. You may live in a disaster, but disaster is not your end. My future is greater and brighter and awesome. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? Let's keep going. And so my question is this. Okay. What are some of the benefits when I forgive? It's good to know, right? Because we live in this world. We want to know before we get into anything. So those are the things I just wanted to talk about. What are some of the benefits of forgiveness? I think the first one is this. It's, it's very simple. Forgiveness is giving the person another chance. In other words, a full pardon. When you forgive, what are you doing? You are giving another person another chance. When you say, hey man, yes, you messed up. It's painful. I cannot forget, but I can forgive. I, I'm going to give you another chance. Listen to me. One thing I want to share this with you. Forgiveness and trust are two different things. Don't ever confuse. Forgiveness is instant. Trust is a process. Okay? In, in Papa's house, we don't collect offering. We don't send the tea bag, you know. I mean, the one looks like tea bag. But we keep one box here. And we have one of our staff count it. And then they will deposit the money in the, in the account, church account. So... And we don't even have an offering time. We just leave it there. And then end of the day, usually it's James who count it and put it there. And he tells me this is what had happened. We received and blah, blah, blah. Imagine every time when somebody is counting the offering and they take a couple of bucks, 100 rupees and put it inside. And six months down the road, they get convicted and they come to me. Charles, I think I messed up. What's my role? To forgive. But can that person again count? No. Because the trust has to be developed. So what I would do next time, hey, hang on. I'm going to put you next to someone until I earn the trust back. Many times we think forgiveness means, oh, I have to reunite with that person again. I have to get back on track again. No. Trust is based on works. Forgiveness is instant, based on grace. So that's the first one. Let's read one scripture for that. Micah, chapter 7, verse 18, it says, Who is God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. Psalm 35 says, His anger is for a moment, but his kindness is forever. Amen? Put your hand on your heart and say, I might have messed up, his anger may be for a moment, but his kindness is forever. That's what, that's what it means. It gives you another chance. You start again. It's a fresh beginning. You know, the second one, it, goes, it connects with the same thing. When you forgive, what happens? It helps you and me to start fresh. In other words, a new beginning. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Isn't it beautiful that you have start fresh? 
and that's why in the year end many people do re- new year's resolution i'm going to lose all my thanksgiving new year you know uh, christmas new year cake the extra 7 kilos that i gained in one and a half months i'm going to lose it in january then in march comes easter we pick it up there because christ is risen brother carrot cake you know and that's something the religious mind i looked at one guy he was so drunk i said why oh avare potutaangya jesus was crucified that's why so 3 days later i saw him he was drunk again he said hey he's risen man i have to i have to celebrate that's a religious mind you know you just leave it in the altar i lay it down when you go back you take it back you know i surrender all but then that song finishes you bring it back put it in your trunk or boot whatever you call it you know so that's the whole thing it's it's like forgiveness help me to start fresh it helps us if if god didn't forgive how many times you and me went to god and say god this is the last time i'm never going to look at this anymore you all look very holy to me i'm sharing my own testimony yes how many times you said god i will never do this again that's why there is a english saying saying never say never again why because when we finish our prayer the temptation is just waiting at the doorstep come on sister come on brother i am here for you it's so beautiful when you let go you start again you start again and you you may ask this question how many how many times should i let it go the bible never gives you a very clear cut but it says one thing when you want to forgive seven times 70 i am not good in math it says until you create a lifestyle of jesus you keep letting it go letting it go but that's not mean trust i'm talking about forgiveness so don't ever confuse that the third one one of the benefits of forgiveness is forgiveness lifts up all the heavy burden jesus says i think in matthew 11 verse 28 and 30 it says come to me all who are heavy and labor i will give you rest and then he keeps on saying my yoke is gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest in your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light you know sometimes religion puts a huge demand on us and we think we can never fulfill this that's why all the religion says you have to climb up to god kingdom says god came down amen why don't we take 10 seconds lift up your hand and just say lord i thank you that you came down to rescue me I thank you that you took my burden you took my yoke just just thank the lord in your own language thank you that i don't need to carry this burden in my life i don't need to walk with that burden i don't need to say oh this is my life this is my mess no lord you took every of my mess and turned into a message you took every of my scar and turned into beautiful stars you turn all my pain into a gain father this is who you are in my life just thank him just thank him for 10 seconds thank you father this is how beautiful it is he lifts up all the heavy burden isaiah 61 says when the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me he gives you beauty for ashes i have never seen any beauty in ashes anybody have seen ash we were in varanasi and people were diluting the ashes in the river and 
you cannot take and say no matter you may be a beauty pageant when you die and the ash is there you can never say wow what a hmm, beautiful ash you can never look at an ash and say beauty that tells me one thing even though it looks ir impossible to repair god can fix that god can turn that around you your life can be completely out of touch with reality still when you cry out to god he lifts that burden and fixes you up for his glory amen well, let's roll on uh, what are the benefits of forgiveness forgiveness cancels the debt we owe it cancels the debt i'm not just talking about the money in sec colossians 2:14 it says uh, uh, having cancelled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us which was hostile to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross wow it tells me one thing you know what all the thing that i said i will do it i will do it i will do it and i never do it god takes it everything and he puts it on the cross he says i'm giving you clean shit clean bill start over again start over again that's why the bible says you will never he never remembers the sin anymore that's where we take it wrong we think oh it's grace brother he never remember anything so i can still hang around do mess around with my girl i can just do party full around listen you are free to make any choices but you are not free from the consequences of your choices you can you can you can make any choice you want but you are not free from the consequences of your choices in other words you have this beautiful grace the word grace gift received at christ expense the word grace when you receive it grace does not ignore sin it empowers holiness it empowers righteousness it gives you this beautiful privilege that like wow he paid it for me which i don't deserve i'm going to keep it up i'm just going to make sure that he is worshiped and he is honored and he is adored let's keep moving on forgiveness is okay forgiveness breaks the chain of bitterness okay forgiveness breaks the chain of bitterness what is the worst that uh, see here i i came across the statement it says if you are doing a business with god the currency is forgiveness you might have heard the saying hurt people hurt people have you heard that one yes it's very normal right but i believe healed people heal others amen that's my prayer for you as papa's house and when you when you are healed you heal others john c maxwell says you cannot give what you don't have what you don't have you cannot give what you don't have if you have bitterness that's what you will give that's why it's so important that your heart is healed your mind is restored your emotions are given to the fullness of god's precious gift of the holy spirit where he can cleanse you completely put your hand on your heart and you say i may be hurt but god is going to heal me and my life is going to heal others i'm not going to hurt others i'm going to heal others that's who you are that's who you are that's how god calls us you know so forgiveness is not a process it's an instant thing but the moment you let go god fills us with his heart and he says okay you know i'm going to give you the grace 
listen to me one thing this is one thing you will you you have to get it in your mind the moment you are forgiven the peace of god comes in your heart but that does not mean when you come across that person again you won't feel that emotions why it's natural we live in a fallen world you know before i met my beautiful wife some of you know my story i was engaged to a brazilian girl we were about to get married and she called me and said i'm not coming i said why my dad gave me an option what is the option if you go don't come back i said that's fine just come she said no 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 what is the second option if you stay here forget him i said are you going to do that yes hang the phone boom and my dad is like what happened she is not coming fine we will find another one because my brother wants to get married in the elder in the in the indian culture the brother younger brother gets married and you are not married older one they will think you are a gay or something something goes wrong my grandmother came to me and said is everything working perfectly i said yes yes thank you and this is the reality in the culture and i went through shame pain and i remember you know one of my best friend actually betrayed he shared so many bad stuff which was kind of exaggerated out of proportion and he said oh charles is a missionary doesn't have a salary he just travels around he doesn't stay put in one place you know this is all a mess blah 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 that's why don't give him your daughter it's it's never going to be stable life because i am a missionary i travel we do that that's my life and then my friend pretended that he didn't do anything but i came to realize everything was a mess because of him so as i was leaving the country the lord said i want you to buy a gift for your friend i am like get behind me satan no i lord said i am not satan i am your daddy i want you to get your gift i bought him this gift they call it dulci de leche which is like a um, caramel spread they put it on the breakfast in the morning and he likes it i bought him a big 1 kilo jar and i actually wanted to break it on his head when i saw him, when i see him that's what my random thoughts you know you all always have random thoughts so i i went back to south africa he pretended as if nothing happened he said oh amigo kamastas how are you doing you know kamava vose you know all blah 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 and then i said yeah fine and then i said i have a gift for you all my feeling was saying no don't do this break it on the head or kicking in such a way you never make babies do all random thoughts but i walked with those gift went to close to him i said this is a gift for you he started crying you know exactly what happened because ex girlfriend's dad said all the things to him and kind of briefed him so he knows it's happening and i remember giving it to him he started crying he said erase on ombre de dios you are a man of god but i never felt a man of god i wanted to do whatever my flesh felt listen your feelings will always catch up with god's work but when you step out and do what god says you control your feeling if you go with your feeling you will never able to live a controlled life you understand and that's where it i came to realize i need to forgive i need to let go of my pain i need to say that and for 5 years i lived a miserable life very broken very bitter and then the lord started you know healing me and then brought a most beautiful girl in the whole world and she gave two beautiful sons and i and i remember on the 
uh, two, uh, two beautiful kids. That's what I meant. And, and uh, I still remember 2007, I was in a conference and she came running towards me and said, please marry me, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I said, Lord, I received this gift of forgiveness in my life. Well, that's my side of the story, but you can check it out with her. Probably it's different. But um, what's my point? Guys, this is my point. You may mess around. You may have fallen into a mess. When you give your mess to God, God takes it into a beautiful sign of hope and redemption. Amen? That asks me, that begs me to ask this question. Only two more questions we have. Why we forgive? Why we forgive? Number one, because God forgives. Why we forgive? Because God forgives. Because the Holy Spirit is, our, the address of the Holy Spirit is us. It's not the church anymore. It's not the synagogue. It's not the temple. It's not the mass. The address of the Holy Spirit is your heart. That's where he lives. So, I need to let go because he has let go so many of my mess. That's why. Because God forgives, I need to forgive. Number two, this is very important. If I don't release them, I end up resembling them. If I don't release them, I end up resembling them. What does that mean? The moment you say, I will never going to be like my dad. I'm never going to be like my mom. You know what you're doing? You're exactly going to be like your dad, like your mom. Good, bad, ugly, everything. My friends, listen, this is where it gets a little bit challenging, okay? If you want to be just forgiven, you just kneel down or sit, you cross your legs, you lay down, I don't know how you do it, but you say, God, forgive me. He does that. But if you want to be restored, you need to confess it with one another. Find help. Revealing your feeling is the beginning of your healing. Say this again after me. Revealing my feeling, revealing my feeling is the beginning of my healing. Okay, that does not mean single guys has to go and say, Sister, I'm going to reveal my feeling to you. I'm not talking about that. Okay, let me be very clear. All your hormones are in the freezer. Okay, but this is about restoration. Revealing my feeling is the beginning of my healing. Why? If I don't release that person, I will end up resembling that person. Have you ever noticed? People say, just like whatever I wished my dad did, I should not do, I end up doing it. Why? Because of the pain that we carry. My prophecy over you in the name of Jesus, you will let go. You will release. The more you release, Christ gets filled. And more Christ gets filled, Christ is what you want to listen to. Amen. Isn't it beautiful?